BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, and it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. Welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. Okay, I'm so excited because we are doing yet another Hey Girl, Hey live podcast. Ah, I love this. Talking to you guys is so exciting. It also gives me that like being back at live radio energy. Just to be clear, because just to be clear, just to be clear, um, some people, I think that they like literally thought we were live, live, live. It's like an industry term, live to tape. That's the industry term. So like it's the live energy, if you will, live vibes. Um, but yeah, technically it is pre-recorded. So I just wanted to clear that up for anybody who was confused. Anyway, I'm so excited. So, uh, you guys were really leaning into the uh, advice of it all, okay? I am living out my Dr. Laura Schlesinger dreams. I want to be, you know, everybody's lesbian aunt. There's nothing better than a gant. And honey, I want to spread my gantiness around the world. I mentioned this before, but I used to really shy away from advice. But um, when I go in the morning toast, apparently all the toasters love to hear their gant, Taylor Strecker, give them advice. So this is something that I'm really leaning into and I am just dying, living for you guys because it seems like you want a little ganty advice in your life too. Let's get to our first caller. Uh, hey girl, hey, where are you calling from and what's your name? Hi, so I am Alyssa and I am currently in the Philadelphia area, but I live in the New York area. Because it's Passover and I'm an asshole and I forgot it was Passover when we be recording this. I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. So what is the question? What, what do you got for me, girlfriend? Let's get into this. My husband and I have been together for 11 years. We've been married. It'll be eight in June. And he has been going through this whole process. We met in college. He's been going through this whole process to get into med school. And finally, he has, is about to finish. He's graduating in May. And oh my he God. got his residency. And I should be super relieved and excited that he got his residency. But it is not where I want it to be. I want to move back to Philly. He wanted to be in New York. We like ranked his places together and he put a Philly place first, but he didn't get, he got the, the second one, the New York place. 
So I'm just trying to like handle the disappointment of like, and like the lack of control of like three more years in this place, which is lovely, but it's not exactly where I want to be. And we just had a baby eight months ago, last July. Having the help with the baby is really nice. I'm currently staying at home, but I want to go back to school to become an art teacher. I also was wondering like if you and Tay have ever had issues about like where you want to live, because I know you guys both like don't live near your families and like how that is. And Okay, so let me ask a question first off. Does your husband have family in the New York City area? Yeah, so his parents are both from New York City, but they actually live in Cleveland. Okay, okay, okay. His family is in New York. Right. When you are childless, fuck it. I think it's better to like have your own independent life and kind of live separately from family. It's also hard because I'm so disappointed and he's so happy. So it's like, it's, it feels so bad for me that I am disappointed because it's such a great thing for him that he has like achieved this goal. But it's like, oh, it's not like, and I think the lack of control, like I don't get to live where I want to live. I don't get to have control over my own life. So I have always, I I don't necessarily want to move to California, but I've always thought that there could be an option that I might end up in California. And Tay kind of at the beginning of our relationship was like, if you had to move to California for work, like that would be the end of us. Like I wouldn't want to do long distance, but I also don't want to live in California. I would hope now that we're married, she would feel differently about that. And there is something that's currently in the works that I could potentially see bringing us to California. And if it did end up working out, like it wouldn't be like all year long, but it would be like for a substantial like three months or so, maybe Mm -hmm. even like more like four months. And so we've like talked about it and I'm like, would you be willing to go with me? And she like, now we're married. She's like, yes, absolutely. But I think that if this thing goes through, which I would be so excited about, Tay would be in the exact same shoes as you. Feeling like she's happy that I'm happy, but also it's not really something that she wants to do. I don't know. I feel like in a relationship, that is just that kind of sacrifice is kind of, it's just par for the course. I mean, I don't want a baby and I'm having one. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I have referenced that um, you you say that you love Tay more than you love not having kids. And I've referenced that to my husband before. I've like, I've been like, you know, because we talk about multiple kids and like, I'm like, you know, one day you'll just have to decide like you love me more or you love this like life more, like what you want more. Manipulative. (laughs) No, you can't. I am your husband in this scenario. I side with him. (laughs) Then you know what? He'll be thrilled. You know what? Then this is payback, right? Seriously. If you're going to hold that over his head, right? So if he... You know, it's a testament of his love to have more children if he's fine with one. Because, like, trust me, I am giving in on the child thing because I understand if Tay doesn't have a child. I get it. Like, she will be miserable. She will not be fulfilling her life's purpose. And she will resent me. I want none of those things. So we're having a child. But if you think for a motherfucking second that she and I, I, I am digging my motherfucking heels in when it comes to baby number two, because I feel like I've given a million miles on baby number one. Well, well, he said what, before we had one, he's always wanted three. So, oh, shit. Oh, sir, you, you know. did this to yourself, sir. <laughs> I'm trying to throw you a lifeline. You have to go to New York and slap on a happy face, and then he has to give you baby number two. Honestly, <laughs> isn't that relationships? It's give yeah. and take. It's barter right. system. So right. say, I know you're so happy. I am sad. And also, of course, number one, the foundation of any good relationship is complete and utter like transparency, right? Tay, for better or for worse, Tay always knows how I feel. But like, I'm also trying to come in from a positive place. You know, so it's like, right. we're doing this for you. I love you. I know you're excited. I'm having a little bit of a hard time with it. But you know what? Like, 
maybe if he gives you a light at the end of the tunnel, right? I know you're doing your residency in New York. It's kind of out of your control. But like, I really want you to look for a job or like start a practice like in the Philadelphia area. Like that's kind of the compromise. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that because I'm going to go back to school and become an art teacher, like I, and I want to end up in Pennsylvania, I want to get my Pennsylvania certification. So it's like, that's kind of why it's like, we've been living in New York for four years for him to go to school. Now we're going to be here for another three more years. And it's like, okay, I've done my seven years for you. You're going to, you can be happy for him for three more years if he can promise you Philadelphia and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it feels like to me is like what I want, but it's, it's hard for him because he's like, but this is like the dream. It's just life. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also you are creating your own family. Yeah. No, that, and, that I always say is like, we, like, we are, he'll be like, your family. I'm like, guess who my family is? It's you and Theo, um, our baby. Like, it's, it's the three. Exactly. Well, girl, good luck with everything. We're out of time, unfortunately. Okay, no worries, no worries. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Yeah, thank you. This is awesome. Okay, let's go to our next caller. Technically, it's a Zoomer because we're like Zooming. We're Zooming, we're FaceTiming, whatever. Anyway, next caller Hey, boy, hey, I love male listeners. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Michael. I'm calling from Miami, Florida. Yes, so we love a Miami queen. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. You are so adorable. I'm so obsessed with you. I'm like, and your eyes are so beautiful. Okay, anyway, <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Big delusional energy. I'm so here for this conversation. Last, what was it? Friday mm-hmm. on the Taylor Strucker Show. Mackenzie Green and I, I don't even know how the fuck we got to it, but we got into this conversation about like we are entering our era. Yes, because that's how long we want to be committed to it. Our era of delusional queendom, like delusional queen energy or bust. Mm -hmm. And basically what that means is just like it's not fake it till you make it because you're it's not faking it. You're convincing yourself that it's the truth. And yes, it is in the same vein as, as like being confident, because when you're confident, you know, you can really conquer the world, but it's this idea. And I feel like delusional sounds negative, mm-hmm. but this is like, we are celebrating the delusion, honey. Okay. We are like, we are living in it. We are bathing in Absolutely. it. And I am so excited. We're talking about this because this is something that I almost put on taste of Taylor. Cause I thought it was like such an important conversation, but now that we're bringing it up, like, let's just you and I have it. Absolutely. You know, you guys talked about it. You guys quoted James clear from a topic habit. I think it was, you don't need a unanimous vote in favor of the yes. person that you want to be. You just need a majority vote. And majority you know, vote. that energy alone is just so important to have because it's kind of like a really important block to properly manifest what you want out of life because you're kind of holding yourself and all of the what ifs and the insecurities. If you're kind of throwing that out the window and being delusional, you're kind of like putting yeah. your mind in the right way to actually yes. get that. Like when Mackenzie said that quote about the you need to get the majority, not a unanimous vote, I thought, holy fuck, that, that I mean that re- that resonated with me so much. So basically this all kind of spawned off of Hannah Burner was on Stassi Schroeder's mm-hmm. podcast. Why did I listen? Because I heard that they talked about me in the first five minutes and I wanted to, you know, feel myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I went to listen literally just for myself. <laughs> I stayed for the content. It was so moving. And I'm obviously too, like I'm gearing up for tour. By the time this airs, we will be a week away mm-hmm. from our first show in Minneapolis. We're going back on tour. Show. 
Yay! I'm so excited. Oh, by the time I'm in Fort Lauderdale, I'm going to be so fucking amazing. See? Delusional <laughs> queen. Um, But, like... I am nervous about going back on tour. It's been three years. Stassi's nervous. Bo's nervous. We're all just a little bit nervous. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that's a normal feeling. And nerves mean you care. And I think that's important. However, I mean, our nerves got so the best of us when we first started tour. Like, I remember how it felt. I can actually feel the pit in my stomach right now. And I cannot go back to that place. It is, the nerves are exhausting. They're painful. Like, Mm -hmm. it's terrible. And so I've been like trying to think about going into this tour and how I can mentally prepare for it and listening to actually Hannah on Stassi's podcast really like got me in a great frame of mind. And, you know, I love Hannah. We've been friends forever, but like I really have seen Hannah go through so many different phases of her life. And I saw her when she was at Betches. She, you know, got fired from Betches. Then she mm-hmm. like the thing that I love about Hannah is Whenever, like, she doesn't take a failure and, 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 and she doesn't even, like, accept it as her fate. Like, she's like, she, she is a phoenix rising from the ass. From the ass? From the ash, but same. <laughs> I mean, ass too. She's a phoenix rising from the ash. And every time, like, the universe dick slaps her in the face, she's like, no, 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 not today. No. And then she gets up and she, she gets 10 times better. She's uh-huh. unfucking believable. She's unstoppable. And when, you know, I knew it was really hard on her, the firing from Bravo and just like the general climate of people's opinions on her. And it was so interesting because she said to Stassi, Stassi was like, was it scary to go from like being fired on Bravo, kind of like canceled by the audience and then going immediately into comedy? And she said, I was nervous about like performing to an empty audience. But once everybody showed up, I was like, oh, boo, I got this. And I kept going. And I thought that's where Hannah and I differ. Because for me, if I was in her shoes, I'd be worried about people showing up. But then the second I saw those faces, I'd be like, who's here just to shit on me? That's how my brain works. Literally, or to, or like to see me fail. And mm-hmm. the fact that Hannah's brain didn't even go there, it was like from one step to the next. And it's like, oh, well, I did the Delusional. thing. Delusional. Yeah. Angela Bassett did the thing. Speaking of delusional, mm-hmm. that bitch is also delusional with that performance. But still, still thriving. But like, that's Hannah. She was like, oh, yeah, well, they showed up. So now they're here to see me. And that's the delusional energy that I'm talking about. It's like not letting. I mean, my brain is a terrorist. The way it mm-hmm. attacks me all day long, especially at four o'clock in the morning. It's ridiculous. And so I thought to myself, if I like, so when I'm on tour, rather than being like, oh, there might be someone here who's here to like shit on me or like videotape me and like drag me on a Facebook page or Reddit, fuck them. Because I'm going to be there feeding off the majority. I don't need a unanimous unanimous vote to convince me that I'm worthy. But I'm like, you know what? If I go out there with confidence, if I go out there being like, yeah, I'm fucking funny. My set's great. I kind of have it memorized. Not fully, kind of. Like, no. I'll thrive. So that's where the whole conversation came from. But yeah, I'm bringing delusional energy. Delusional energy to the club. I thought about it because Hannah Burner is one of the biggest, biggest delusional queens in the world. But also, I thought about it over the weekend. Paris Hilton is probably the the biggest delusional queen. She went like, I'm going to get people to take pictures of me and pay me just to show up at a party at a club and basically created all of that for years to come and that girl is like i'm a dj now i'm the biggest dj in the world and (laughs) everyone believes it delusional queen energy yep you know what we all could use a little delusional queen spark like sprinkling in our lives so that's i I am gonna go into this tour with delusional queen energy and i think uh i don't know well you'll let me know you'll see me at the fort lauderdale (laughs) show you'll let me but like here's the thing is 
Delusional queendom can also no, be you're bad. You're going to run out there and be like, delusion! <laughs> Just scream it to you once you walk out on stage. Like, um, who was the guy from American Idol that went on and he sang? And he was so bad. Oh, my God. It's the guy that he does that song. She bangs. William Hung. William Hung. William okay. Hung. William Hung. That is delusional energy. That that maybe, not necessarily I want that level. Of. No, you have Although, to have some self-awareness. You know, just choose to throw the self-awareness out the door when you get on stage, you know? Yes. I think it's, I think it's conditional delusional energy, right? You're not, it's not 24-7. That could get a little out of control. You can't but it's just like, be running around acting crazy all the time and expect people to not call the cops on you. But you can, <laughs> you know, at least go out being your full authentic self and not care what people are going to think about you because majority versus unanimous. I love it. Oh, my God. So happy we had this conversation. I'm so no. happy you brought it up. Thank you. No, it was honestly, I heard it on Friday and I was like, I want to talk about this. And it's just further the delusional energy that I had to put out there into the universe. Yes, I love it. I'm so here for it. Oh, my God. Delusional queens all day, every day. Babe, thank you so much for calling and doing this. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You're the best. And you're so adorable. I just want to kiss you all over. Okay, (laughs) I'll see you in Fort Lauderdale. I'll see you in Fort Lauderdale. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Ritual. The limit does not exist. Guess what? The perfect diet doesn't either. Yeah. So guess what? Ritual's here to help fill the gaps. They know it's basically impossible to get all the nutrients that you need from your diet 100% of the time. So they made a multivitamin that helps you focus on what's important. Here is the deal. We all know that we need multivitamins, right? But it's like, which one do I choose? I've had such a hard time over the years figuring that question out until I found Ritual. I love Ritual because they are so transparent. Like, I know that what they say I'm getting is what I'm getting. There's a lot of vitamins out there that, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say the word fraudulent, but like they're not like really clear on what they're actually doing. And that makes me feel, I don't know, not good about putting them in my body. But like ritual cuts through all the BS and they just like, they say what they mean to say. And I like that quality in my friends, in my family, in my coworkers, and in my multivitamins. So Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients and clean bioavailable forms. And Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multis that's USP verified, meaning what's on the label is what's in the formula. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. Listen, instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. Great news. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. They're hooking you up. So visit ritual.com slash Taylor to start Ritual, or to add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. Again, that's visit R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R, Ritual dot com slash Taylor. And now, back to the podcast. Okay, let's go to our next caller. Uh, where are you calling from, and what is your name? Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Um, I am anonymous, please. And okay. I'm okay. Oklahoma. I feel very Dumois right now. Anon, please. Wait, is it because you got something juicy for me and you're scared that, like, the shit you're talking is going to get you in trouble? Um, maybe a little bit. Ah, yay! So I just want to be respectful. He doesn't know what I'm talking about, so. Okay, so what's going on? Break it down. Okay, so I am wondering about your journey with couples therapy and where, what was the catalyst that got you there? 
Um, I, we know the stories, you know, um, you killed Carl Lagerfeld. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did kill Carl Lagerfeld. For anybody who doesn't know that reference, let me repeat myself. So I was at Jackie Oshry's wedding. You know what? I didn't realize it at the time. But now, but like I pieced it together because I maybe drank a little bit too much. I was overserved at the wedding. Um, I overserved myself. And I ran into one of Jackie's friends, like Claudia's friends too. And yeah. she told me that she was like hooking up with husband. Not that like, I mean, listen, I wanted the divorce. He did want it too. He just didn't realize he wanted it. But then he like thanked me for it. So whatever. But like, it was, it wasn't that like I was like jealous or missed him. It just like, I just maybe even like hearing about him kind of threw me through a loop. So I was already like a bunch of tequilas in. Then I went real hard into the tequila zone. And um, yeah, I uh, ended up cut to me. I was at a table with Heather McMahon and her now husband. And Tay and I got in a huge fight. I don't even know what over. And I was so upset that I like lifted my Chanel bag over my head and threw it on the ground like a psycho in front of people I was trying to impress. Anyway, um, Tay left me at the wedding. Then I proceeded to stay there and flirt with the Oshry's straight male cousins like yeah. monster in front of Heather. The fact she even talks to me is a miracle. Um, but anyway, um, the next day, Carl Lagerfeld died. And I was like, I killed Carl Lagerfeld because I threw my Chanel bag on the ground at the Oshry's wedding. Anyway, so yeah, that's that. Ooh. So does that answer your question? Why did we go to therapy? Because I was psychotic. Um, I mean, I had had, so that was like, I would say like that example probably happened like five times in right. our relationship before we went to couples therapy. I was misbehaving. I yelled at my brother's roommate. I killed Carl Lagerfeld. I um, got in a fight with a gay man at Andy Cohen's pride party. I mean, like these are like, like that's like, th these are crazy instances, you know, it was just, it got to be too much. So let me tell you kind of what our situation is. Please. My is great. He's a pjom, as the girly girls would say, precious gem of a man. Uh, yes. and he's got a little bit of an anxiety issue. Okay. It, it rears its ugly head. Like when something major is happening. So yes. we just recently went on our first trip out of the country together and we had to drive to the airport, obviously. And, um, the hour before I could see it, like, it's literally, I can see it happen. The anxiety clicks in because he yep. does uncontrollable situation he doesn't know what's gonna happen and it's almost like it takes over there's a look in his eye yep. <laughs> and then from there all hell breaks loose like it just is very um he becomes unrational any little thing can turn into a major thing he is me and i am him okay i understand this man <laughs> I am telling you the way I am a straight man, there are no words. Like I truly am. I'm everybody's husband. I'm everybody's boyfriend. I like, I used to be kind of like a low key man hater. And now I'm like, well, yeah. I, I was just self-loathing. I am a man. Okay. I told, I am him. I get him. This is exactly what I do. I feel anxiety or I feel fear. I feel stressed out. And then something just clicks. Like Tay will even say like, sometimes when I don't take my medication, like if I like, you know, if we're away and like I run out of my prescription or whatever, she can literally see a change in me. And quite frankly, I can also now feel a difference because I'm so like keyed into my emotions within like 24 hours. I can literally tell like, uh-oh, I'm acting different again. Like, but like, it's it's wild how many years I spent in my own body so detached because I bet your husband doesn't even realize he's like, you could see it in a split second and he's like, what are you talking about? He does notice it. 
And he really just accepted that this is a generational thing. His parents both have dealt with anxiety and this is just how life has to be. And so that's, I don't want him to live that way. Obviously I don't want to live that way either because I, stresses me out. I'm an empathetic person and a very normal situation can go from good to bad really quickly. So um, just to get out ahead of it and, you know, we don't have to deal with this. We can go talk to someone that will give us the tools so that he doesn't have to worry about anxiety, literally ruining a trip before it even starts. Literally. Were you able to recover on the trip or did it kind of like that morning? It was rough. The thing also with him is he gets over it as soon as he's done, he's done and he can let it go. But then I'm affected. Right. And, okay. Now I'm upset. <laughs> and right. of course. It, but now I have to process it. And so he's often like, it could be five minutes. It could be 20 minutes. It could be 30 minutes. But as soon as he's done, he's let it go. And for him, that's just how he copes. And I'm like, let's not do this anymore. Like let's nip it in the bud. But I don't know how to approach him with the idea of therapy. I don't want to be offensive. And I also don't want him to feel like, oh my gosh, is it that bad that I'm uncontrollable or anything like that? So okay, I know what to do. I know what to do. I mean, listen, does he know that you listen to me? Like, I, because I, I, I feel like I meet people's partners and they're like, my wife won't shut the fuck up about you, right? Exactly who you are. Okay, so I feel like you should be like, babe, so you know Taylor. <laughs> but maybe use me as a scapegoat. I am very much in favor of you being like, listen, I don't want to upset you, but last time we went on that trip, there was anxiety and I feel like, it affects me negatively and it affects you negatively. And like, I know that you like get over it, but like, I kind of still can't always shake it. And it's like not the end of the world, but like, I just feel like we live in a world where there are tools available to you that we're not taking advantage of. And like, why are we wasting our time when we could be solving a problem and making life easier for ourselves? The world is hard enough without us needing to make more problems for ourselves. No. Right. So I feel like you could be like, so Taylor has been thriving ever since she went on this medication. And so it got me thinking that like, if Taylor, who's psychotic, like I love, I love to play this game where it's like, throw, make me your scapegoat, baby. Throw me under the bus. Because then you can be like, if psycho Taylor can get it together, like you're like, you're like, she's a 10, you're like two and a half. So like easy peasy fixable. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe that's the energy to come in with it. So, I mean, yeah, it took me a really long time to go on medication. Medication was the only thing that helped. Like, could yes. talk therapy didn't do it for you? It's a combination of talk therapy and medication. I do think one hand washes the other. I don't think I could have done it without the other supporting each other. But when I get stressed or anxiety, you know, I, 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 I get really, like, emotional. And I get very nasty. Like, your husband just sounds like he gets anxious. Like, I get mean and I'm like, and I go into like fucking fight or flight mode and I am a fighter. And um, I also get really fucking paranoid. Like, but I so believe what is going on in my psychotic brain. My brain's a terrorist. So (laughs) I have to really like, you know, but like before Tay could like say she could see it in my eyes, like what you were describing, like. She would like be like, up oh, here we go. And then she would get tense because I was getting tense. But then that would make me tense to see her tense. It was a vicious cycle. And it would really make me mad because she'd be like, you're yelling. I'm like, I'm not yelling. And she'd be like, you know, you're changing. I'm the same. What are you talking about? Like literally like the Hulk would come out of me. But she would try to explain to me and I did not believe her. And then going on the medication, 
Like I could feel a shift, but I wasn't quite sure. But then like the first time my medication wore off or like I didn't take it, I skipped a day. I could feel it. And I was like, oh my God. Like it took me going on the medication and then seeing what it felt like not being on the medication to be like, oh my God, Taylor was telling me the truth the whole time. You know, but it's kind of scary. It's amazing, but it's scary. It's like how amazing that there's a pill that can just make my life easier. But then it's like, if we're in an apocalypse, I am fucked. (laughs) Well, if we're in an apocalypse, you don't have to worry about your emotions so much. We just got just yeah just straight up survival so uh yeah there won't be time to feed into my narcissistic need for my emotions okay so then my other question is did you start at least with in this phase of your life with tay did you start in couples therapy or individual therapy and then you did couples therapy ah i did individual and then i would talk about it with tay and then she was kind of like hmm and then like when i would go and i was telling like my side of a fight for example Tay was like, well, did you tell her this? And I was like, well, maybe you should come so you can represent yourself as well. It's kind of how I got her into it. And now, like, she's completely addicted to. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily feel like we need couples therapy. However, I just think to go and be supportive is great. I say, you know what I say? I actually say all couples need couples therapy. Even if you're great, you need couples therapy. Almost a year. And it's like, let's just get out ahead of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing too. Like Tay and I sometimes we're like, oh God, we have nothing that we're fighting about right now. Well, like that's why, like that, that's great because therapy's working. But the, like we we sometimes fall into the trap of like, oh, we're good. So we're just gonna stop going to therapy. Nah, because then all the like the fucking monsters come back up and rear their ugly heads. You don't have to be overweight to exercise and you don't have to be in a bad spot to go to therapy. Really good analogy. Sometimes I nail it. Sometimes I nail it. Okay, how often do you guys go to therapy? We... We're going every single week for a month for a while when like we really needed it. But like now we we go every other week. I think in every other week. In the beginning, you have to go every week. So you have to like get to know your therapist and get comfortable. But I think you can eventually do like every other week, maybe even once a month if your therapist will let you. All right. Well, sounds good. I think I need to have a conversation with my husband. (laughs) Amazing. Well, good luck. And please keep me posted on everything. Of course. And also, I just have to say, I am a massive fan. Like, thank you. Truly fangirl. You, Claudia, I love Jackie. All of you guys, it's made my day to be able to talk to you. So thank Oh my you. God. Thank you. Me literally same. Truly same. You're so wonderful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Good luck with everything. Thanks so much. Okay, let's get to the next caller. This is so fun. Hey girl, hey, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hey girl, hey. It's Melissa Hutt, and I'm calling I know you. Pennsylvania. Hey, girl. Hey, I love you. I feel like I see you on social media and you're always so nice to me. Like, I feel like that's right. I'm right. Right. Well, yes, because what you put out is what you get back. Right. So my mother always taught me if I had nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Looks like someone's mother raised them right here. Yeah, but if only my mother was actually a decent personality. (laughs) I'm fucking dead. Okay. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the crazy family dynamic that I have. And reading this book, Drama Free, has really helped me to double in into who I am, how I can be a better person. Mm -hmm. And through therapy, because I've been in therapy for forever. We love a therapy girl. Yes. Girl, yes. So self-aware. So I know my wrongdoings, but it's just this horrible dynamic of my mom and my sister 
And neither one of them wants to take accountability for their actions or where they've gone wrong. I really, I feel like I can mend fences with pretty much anybody. And like, I fuck up all the fucking time. And I feel like I can always fix it because I know how to take accountability. But like, I really struggle with how to keep people in my life who don't have accountability because that is like my number one least favorite quality in person and my actual like number one trigger. So little short end of it is my mom didn't want me to move to Pennsylvania with my then boyfriend, now husband, okay, Mr. Hot. And um, it's the best last name ever. <laughs> yes. And he totally fits the bill. He's way hot if I may. Thank I'm you, sure God. you're gorgeous. I bet you are like Barbie and Ken, literally. Oh my God. Did you literally just say that to me? I did. Oh my God. I love you. And my neighbors call us that. I, we found <laughs> out. <laughs> we found that out when we were at a, a party. But anywho, I digress. Um, so my mom didn't want me to move to Pennsylvania. And I was like, I'm going to put me, myself and I first. And I have a daughter from a previous relationship. So yeah. it's, you know, you raise your children to become independent adults to then move on. So of course, my sister, she, any horrible thing my sister does, my mom's right there to defend her, play the victim role. And she's never accountable for anything and then always plays the victim. So my sister is single, had IVF times three. Wow. Yeah. I've been through one and that, I mean, three is a lot. Yeah. So and expensive. Yes. So my parents are now her caregivers. So they wanted me to move in with her to be the caregivers for the children. Yes. No. Yeah. No. That's not how this works. Fast forward. Got married in January. September, my sister wants to organize a group photo of all of the grandkids and exclude my soon-to-be two stepdaughters from my husband's previous relationship. No, she didn't. Yeah. Oh, yes, she did. And I said, no, 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 sister. That is not how this is going to roll. So I said, not only do you not have access to the other two girls, but you don't have access to my daughter. Yes. So they proceeded to still do the family photo. My mom went on my Instagram, <gasps> took individual p- photos that I had posted from the girls on vacation, no. printed those out and no. held them up. No! Yeah. No! Yeah. Oh my God, I it feel like looked, I'm a real housewife of Miami right now finding out that Len, Len is cheating when they were like, yes. I, will, listen, no. I will email you the photo. So I have to say, fast forward real quick. My sister didn't come to my wedding. Shocker. Um, oh my God, it's also giving Real Housewives of New Jersey. Girl, we got to get yeah. you on the Real Housewives of Philly or some shit. <laughs> no, we need to get you on the Real Housewives of New Jersey because you need to bring the lesbianist factor <laughs> to play, okay? Because they need to stop fighting and start making love. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. Everybody loves a lesbian. I'm dead. But anyway, um, so fast forward for Christmas this year, I gave my mom the family photo that we took of my side of the family at my wedding. And then I cut out my sister's picture from high school and I put that baby on there and sent it and gave it to her. First. You know what we call that? That's, that's petty, petty princess is what that yeah, is. Yes, ma'am. And, and I do love a petty princess moment. Yes, I wore that crown. I was like, yes. And the bitch is back. Oh, uh, well, listen, I'm a firm believer in like, whoever started it deserves everything that they fucking get. And so clearly 
Your sister fucking started it with, I mean, oh. the family picture. And then your mom, though. I don't like confrontation, but I can handle it one-on-one. The second I feel like it's a gang up, I am fucking out. Like, I, I, I will run away. I mean, I will get a goddamn divorce. Hello, look at me. So can I tell you my mom's response to when mm-hmm. my sister tried to give me the photo at Christmas? Yes. Uh, well, first off, my mom told me that my sister was right in excluding the drink, excluding those two, because my marriage wasn't going to last more than five years. And oh she my doesn't God. Want, she doesn't want another photo filled with kids that aren't going to be in her life. That is so hurtful. I am so sorry. Yeah. So then it's now my fault, right? That my sister, because once my sister did this with the photo thing, I said, you know, I don't think it's right that you be in the wedding because clearly you don't care about my family. Right. And then my sister tried to reach out to me to tell me that she had kidney cancer, which wasn't true. No. Yes. So she tried to like reach out and be like, I know you don't care, but I'm having surgery because I have a mass on my kidney, which through the grapevine, through my other siblings, I found out was benign. But it's so hard because, you know, I, I have kids and she has kids and you know, I, I still allow her to talk to my mom because I want her to try to have a good relationship with her, even though we both know that's not going to go well. Right. But I just feel like she's got to learn things for herself, right? And make her own decisions. But I just feel like it's such a tangled web that I'm in. And I just... Family is family, period, end of story. Blood is blood. However, being my friend, having like that kind of friendship relationship with family, that's a privilege that you earn. And so while I do think that she's got you on some technicalities, right, like obligatory things, holidays, you know, being there if like, I mean, something medically bad happens or if she's fucking exaggerating or lying about it, like those are kind of technicalities that your family can always get you on. But I do think that like having boundaries within that familial relationship is pivotal. When I was struggling with husband's family, I set a firm boundary of like, it it was either all or nothing with them, right? So it's either we all, we spend time together and we're best friends, which was a load of fucking bullshit because we weren't best friends. People were sniping at me left and right from the sidelines, denying that they did anything. And it was like so fucking toxic. So I just got to a place where I was like, we are family. That is, it is what it is. I mean, I was able to run away through divorce, but while I was in it, I was like, you know, giving it like for five years, it was like, we're family. We have to see each other. I just want to be cordial with you. That's the, that's my only goal is to just be cordial and not have it be like a massive fucking blowout or deeply uncomfortable for me. Like I would go sit at family dinners and be snowballed and ignored by like half the table. Like that's no way to live. So then yeah. I would stop going to the dinners, but then like there was a complaint that I wasn't going. It was just like, it got to be too much. So I said, we need to get to a place where we can just be civil and cordial and make small talk. That's it. But then it was like, well, now that we're getting in a better place, I want to like hang out with your friends. And like, I want to go to lunch with you. And I said, you are not my friend. Being my friend is a privilege. You don't get that privilege because I don't feel safe with you. But let's just be cordial and we can work towards like, I'm not closing the door to friendship. I will leave it slightly ajar. I'm here for you for family things, but my friendship is earned no matter what. It's a privilege and um, I'm not going to play these games with you. So right now, it's family and that's it. Yes. And it makes me nervous. I want to, but then it makes me nervous because they've done things to my daughter. Like my mom blackmailed my daughter into not telling me that her and my sister were talking negatively about me, my husband 
and my cousin, who was literally my best friend, um, right in front of her. God, girl. But I think I'm going to just have to do what you did and just say, okay, like, and just keep it surface level. And But tell them, okay. but tell them you're doing it. Tell them because oh. they thrive in that. So like to them, that's kind of like their comfort zone. So you need to say, listen, there are things that you've done to me that have hurt me. You always tell me when I've hurt you. Guess what? I'm on the receiving end of being hurt too. And yeah. I would say like, pick your top three favorite hits. You know what I'm saying? But, or even one, but say, in order to repair a friendship or relationship rather, I need you to take accountability for these things that you did to me. And if you can't, that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, our relationship is going to change because I, like, I need to pull back from you emotionally because I am so hurt. And if you can take accountability for it, like that's a, a, a sign of goodwill. But if you can't, I'm going to have to alter the way that I interact with you. And you're only going to get a surface side of me because it's just too, it's too hurtful to go deep. Yeah. And that's it. And then when they get the surface, they know why they're getting the surface. Because I think when people don't understand why something's happening, that's when they're allowed to then be like, well, now I'm angry back at you. At least if you're explicitly clear, there is no confusion as to why X, Y, and Z is occurring. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Keep me posted. This is not an easy one. Like if it was a friend, I'd say it's not. And there's so many more layers to this I can imagine. that we haven't even gotten into because we, you know, are limited on time, but oh, keep me posted and for sure. I will. I will. I'll be seeing you in May. Oh, wait, where? Which show? The Fillmore. Oh, yay. Well, listen, I'm going to be up there laughing at all your jokes. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Bye. Woo fucking wee. God, uh, I got stumped on some of those. Maybe I'm not as good at advice as I originally thought I was. But guess what? We're going to still fucking do it again. Uh, No, I think. uh, Listen, I can't solve all your problems. But what I can do is share my life experience with you. Like, I want everybody to leave being like, Taylor Strucker fixed me. Well, guess what? That's not real fucking life. But maybe, I don't know. Hopefully I can give little nuggets of information that will help people improve at the very least the situation. If you would like to participate in the Hey Girl, Hey Live, then make sure to follow me on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker Show. Yes, you must be a Patreon VIP in order to participate in the Hey Girl, Hey Lives. Um, But also you get so much. You get in a daily show. You get bonus VIP videos. You get early access to merch when I finally fucking do it, which will. It's happening I finally hired another like life producer. So she's going to be producing the shit out of that merch. And just thank you to everybody for like coming on and like sharing their experiences and listening to the show and just like, oh, I'm clumped. I'm overwhelmed. You guys, that's it for us. Have a great one. And I always say it, please. I really appreciate when you do it. Keep doing it. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review as well. Rate, just, you know, you hit those stars. Five would be appreciated. And a review, just give me a hey, girl, hey. I will take it. Guys, thank you so much. Until next week, bye, girl, bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.